listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been. Woo, we needed to jump back in. Woo. We're ready to splash you splash you mm. with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And isn't that so true right now? I mean, mm. I'm not I'm not getting into politics, just so yeah. you know. So don't even have to turn this off. <laughs> yeah, don't. Um, I'm not Charlie Kirk. I'm not CNN. I'm not MSNBC. <laughs> I'm not Fox. I'm not Twitter. I'm not into any of that because this is so important what I want to talk about today. And I feel like the biggest thing that's been heavy on my heart isn't about where the ballots were, were they not? Who did mm-hmm, you vote for? Who mm-hmm, did you vote mm-hmm. for? What, families being divided, friendships yeah, ending. Yeah. I mean, I, stuff I just want to cry. I know. I've just had a fast from it. I'm like, and delete. Like, I that's just right. had to step way back. And so it made me think about this study I've been doing this year that I was supposed to speak at all these conferences, but because of COVID-19, right. it all got just hack-a-whacked. I mean, right. it just got shut down. And it was, um, the theme was, it is well. Mm. You know, the famous song, it is well mm, with, my, with soul. my soul. I want to talk about taking a baseline check mm. of our soul. Absolutely. And everyone in the Splash Zone is doing this this morning. This is When good. my son, my daughter were playing athletics, just even at the high school level, forget college, they would take, do you remember this? They would take a baseline test of your brain and they would make the kids go in because concussions got so bad that they would take a baseline test of every athlete. You actually couldn't play a sport in high school anymore. Mm. Yeah. Without taking a baseline test of your brain. And then when you get knocked on the football field or, or something, right. Then they have a a baseline. Baseline, Right. We need to do that of our soul. We need a baseline check of our soul because what's coming out of people's mouths and what's coming is not really who they are. We've lost our way a little bit. So I want to talk about about this. Oh my gosh, it is well. So this very famous song, and we grew up, I grew up singing it in church. um, And I I never really knew though where it came from. Mm. Spafford, I know his name was Spafford. He was this this very wealthy real estate tycoon. He owned, you know, back in 1830, he owned tons of commercial buildings in Chicago, and the great Chicago fire burned down 80% of the structures in the city in 1830, and Spafford was almost completely financially ruined. Wow. He was just about to take a trip, actually, with the famous evangelist D.L. Moody. Oh, he was wow. going to do this crusade oh, awesome. in England. Yeah. And so because this this fire, I mean, isn't it so true, yeah. right? Yeah. Here he's getting ready to take this, right. to do this advantage, take a little break with his wife and kids. And literally, fire takes out, if the Chicago fire in 1830 takes out 80% of his structures. So he's like, honey, go ahead, go with, you know, go over to the meet them. And, yep. Yeah, to meet uh, the Moody's and in England. And he put her on the ship as they were sailing they were tragically killed at sea. I think something like 57 people were saved on it. Oh. The, you just go, are you kidding? Like, it's wow. it's Titanic all over yeah, again, right? Exactly. And so th- this is what happens. Mm. And he receives a telegram. And I'm going to put this up on the Splash Podcast uh, Instagram. And it says, saved alone, what shall I do? 
So there was no, you know, wow. phone or internet or right. or you, where you could like, babe, they found her. They actually fished her out on a piece of like, like cargo that she, a piece of wood, that driftwood that was mm-hmm. floating in the sea. Mm. And then just think of that. She gets mm. lifted out, becomes coherent and still has to travel the rest of the way to England. Can't call her husband. Can you imagine the pain of Yikes. that? Daughter's drowned in oh. this die and she gets to england and gets to send this telegram the western union telegraph company this this piece of paper is crazy um saved alone what shall i do he immediately gets on the next ship this is what's so crazy and heads out to meet her like they just their whole family just got wiped out but his wife Mm. at two in the morning he gets a knock on his cabin door mm-hmm. and it's the captain mm-hmm. and he goes Spafford this is where the ship went down right here wow. and this man goes out on the bow of the deck of the ship and he pens that song you were singing when peace like a river mm. attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roar whatever my lot mm. thou has taught me to say it, it is, is well, well it is well with my soul Think about what's happening in our country right now. Mm. Can we, as followers of Jesus, remind ourselves to reset our soul instead of our DVRs? Can we just hold on a minute? The amount of time I watched, Barbara, I'm so embarrassed to admit this. Well, but I'm I am gonna, too. Uh, on the news yeah. and the election and all the all the different things, um, the rallies and yeah, the right. this and the that, that I would watch all day long on every channel going 24-7. Bryce would come on and he goes, wow. I mean, like my husband is a history buff. <laughs> my husband is into politics. My son works for right. a congressman. He's starting law school, wants to be a politician. I'll have to be dead. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, I, I just, the Lord says, have you had any time mm. with me? Like I, yeah. like I give you free will. You want to keep that on all day long. How's your soul feel, Shalene? Like, shh, is what I want to say, right? Mm. With an it after it. Right. Like that's how my soul feels. Yeah. It's, I, I'm not better. I'm bummed. Well, isn't that what the enemy wants us to do? Right. He wants us to take our focus off the Lord. And how does he do it? Through our mind. Right. Right. And just get confused. Right. Just, just clog it up with all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, there's so much noise out there right now. Yeah. That it's just, it's just um, smothering. Yeah. Anything that I have within me. Uh huh. And we gotta, we gotta let that go. Yeah. Matter of fact, he says, flee from it, yeah. like turn from it. Yep. And so I was saying to Bryce, I'm like, I don't know if, if there, I can say this. And this is before the election even. Now I'm even just deeper right in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to be talking about it. But he said, yes, Shalene, I remember a time when it was well with your soul. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I shared this on here before, but I've, I've, sh- I've shared it before mm-hmm. on stages. But December 1st, 1995. Ooh, buddy. Ventura Boulevard, on my lunch break, I had a big deposit I had to make. And so I went at lunchtime because I had my little blue Home Savings of America zipper bag. That place is called Chase Bank now. They're on Ventura Boulevard and Topanga. Topanga. Uh And so I pull in 
I pull into the bank to make this deposit because I had a bunch of cash in the bag and, you know, having a SWAT guy for a dad, he would always go, don't be going to the bank at night. Don't go to the ATMs alone. So I went in at lunch and everyone must have had a direct deposit at lunch. I mean, the line was packed Mm. and in front of me was who I call Miss Impatient. (laughs) She was my age now, but at the time (laughs) I hadn't even had kids yet. Um, I... I'm sitting there, and she's dressed to the nine. Chanel, she had the Rockinger Brawlter on her finger, you know, tennis, diamond break. I mean, she was just – and she's like, they only have two tellers? Two tellers? And I noticed this other guy with, like, dark hair kind of fidgeting, getting out, getting back in. There's probably 10 people in line at Mm -hmm. lunch. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you can go in front of me. And she's like, not that it'll matter. And she steps right in front of me, and I'm like, (laughs) okay. Um, You know, all of a sudden, the bank teller, as if he could read my mind, says, does anyone have a direct deposit? And I'm like, oh, I do. And I shove up my blue little zipper bag. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come ahead. I mean, she was seething by now. <laughs> Fast pass envy, right? I just cut her back off. <laughs> and I go to the teller. And then I hear the guy that was a little bit back. Yeah. I see him kind of circle his hand around. I realized, oh my gosh, he has a white t-shirt around his hand. This has made me so much more aware of things around me, by the way, yeah. too. Like I'm I'm the girl who looks in the back seat right. of my SUV before I yeah, get I've in. Yeah, I learned from you, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he, I see this white thing, like like he's doing a circular motion in the air, and then he goes, Everybody down. And it's a Beretta, Smith and Wesson, right there. And I'm like, yeah. He was concealing a gun with a white T-shirt and no one knew in line because we were so being perturbed that right. there were only two there, tellers. There's only two tellers and there's this and that. No, there's a dude with a gun in the line and no oh one even gosh. notices. Everybody down. I hit that marble floor and pressed my face against that teller thing like an earthquake hit me, right? And I'm like, don't look at him. Just don't notice him. If you don't know what he looks like, you can't be – so he won't kill you. Just press your face into the back of the Keller teller stand, and I am just at that moment going, hey. This could be it. This is it. No, this is it. I'm like, this is it. At least I just got my Christmas cards out. My sister and I have this contest. <laughs> you can't mail your Christmas card till December 1st, but whoever mails it to their house first wins oh. the Christmas card competition because <laughs> everything is a competition in my house. Everything. Um, see, I have D1 athletes, everyone. Um, and so – Sure enough, I'm sitting there with my hands covering my eyes, buddy. My face is shoved into Mm. the wall. I'm like, just blend for once in your life. Just blend in. I hear him like a cat. Hop up on the teller, get behind. The tellers are opening the drawers. You hear all that wrestling going on. And then I hear feel this tap on my hand. And I'm like, he's found me. He's found me. And as I peek through my fingers... You know I live, I know, guys, because I'm this, doing the story. I know the story. She's done. So it's Miss Impatient, and she oddly looks different. <laughs> and she's going, "Your wing, your wing," and I'm like, "Your wing," and, and she, "Your wing," because she had shoved all of her jewelry in her mouth. Her face was all deformed. <laughs> And so she couldn't even say ring, your right. ring. She's pointing at my ready wing. Ready. <laughs> I can't even say it. She's pointing at my ready <laughs> at my wedding ring and saying, Yo wing, yo wing. And I'm like, shut, yeah. shut up. Like I like scold her kind of in private, quiet. Right. She's on the floor next to me and we're like, we're right. down there. 
And so then I felt bad. So I kind of reach up to my ears because she had these huge diamond stud earrings in and she immediately nods at me and shoves them in her mouth too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord. And all I could do was cry out to Jesus. Mm. Jesus, it is well with my soul. Mm. If this is my expiration date, I said, please let it be a clean bullet so I'm mm-hmm. not a burden to Bryce. Mm. And at least we never had kids or anything. He can remarry. Like all these things are going through your head. Sure. He can remarry as we've sure. already celebrated 30 years. But I, I'm I'm on the floor and I'm thinking at this moment, it is well mm. with my soul. Not because I am sinless, not because everything in my life was righteous, not because I had made all those great decisions that day. I hadn't. Mm. I'm sure I was upset in business with somebody on the phone. I'm sure I bite, you know, bit someone's head off here or there in my 20s, especially. And I get to this bank and I hit the floor, and there was only one name above all names Mm. that mattered. That's right. As I'm crying out to Jesus, and I don't care who, I don't care when, I don't care how much, I don't care what's who sees it. Nobody in that bank could save my life. No one could save me from hell. No one could save me but Jesus. And it was just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I hear the dude jump back over to our side of the Uh. bank. Uh. And then the words, and you with the direct deposit. (gasps) And every movie, this is why I hate watching Scary but every like bank robbery movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen mm-hmm. is now coming Full 4D sword. to me, right? I can smell it. The guy walks up. This is why I don't wear New Balance to this day, tennis shoes. He walks up and I could have sworn he was going to grab me under my armpit, lift me up and say, put the gun to my head and go open the safe. Because that's what they said do in the movies. <laughs> I'm waiting for this to happen. I hear him walk over. Mm. He reaches down and grabs my blue zipper bag uh-huh. that brushes up to my leg. I see his New Balance tennis shoe Oof. with the blue thing. I don't wear New Balance. And I'm waiting one, one thousand, two. He's going to grab me. He's about to grab me. And he leaves. Wow. And it felt like an hour went by and the teller goes, he's gone. Everyone can get up now. And as the FBI and the police and everyone show up, I'm sitting there going, Lord, you you were all I needed. It's mm. like there was nothing else. Yeah. There was nothing else I, I could cry out to. I couldn't call my husband on the cell phone. What's he going to do? Right. He's at his office. I couldn't call. I could, wh- right. What? There was no one on this planet that I could call out to. Just like there's no president in the White House that's going to save you. That's right. There's no one coming. Jesus already did that. God already sent his son. So it made me think, I have. I do have a time in my life. And some of you listening might be going through a time in your life right now Mm. where the only words that can come out of your mouth is Jesus. Mm. You're suffering with a relative, a death, a divorce, a bankruptcy, trying to homeschool your kids, uh, that, that alone, okay? You guys are champions. But- it might be that this is the time for you to take a baseline check of your soul and remind yourself that there's only one That's right. way to heaven, and it's through the Son and the blood of Jesus Christ. Because right. all of us fall short. Mm-hmm. And that's why Luke 6.46 says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say, Shalene? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? So it made me think of 
Daniel, the story of Daniel. Mm. And I really want to unpack that today because mm-hmm. growing up in Sunday school, I don't know if you saw the felt yeah, boards right, at the Sunday school right. that you would have and you'd see Daniel, Daniel and the lion's den. den. Right. Yep. That's the one he's most famous for. And I even used to think because the felt dude on the felt board <laughs> when I was a little girl showed Daniel as this young guy. When really Daniel and the lion's did you think he was young? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. So here's what's funny. Daniel's story, he enters the scene in the Bible actually when he was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start there because I'm going to let you know, Daniel in the lion's den, he actually was in his 70s. And King Cyrus at the time was the young guy and actually looked up to Daniel as his grandfather. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard for him to put him in. And when he came down the next morning, because his decree was what it was, you can read about it in the book of Daniel, um, and Daniel was still alive, it was almost like his grandpa was still alive. Mm. But everyone, I mean, the felt boards growing up show <laughs> Daniel as the young one. But I'm gonna, I want to start at the beginning of Daniel, the story of Daniel, because it's, it's very, very powerful. In order to get a baseline of our soul as Christians, um, we need to speak to God. We need to speak actually to our soul. And that's what the psalmist was doing, right? Mm. So in Psalms 62, 5 through 8, he's, it says, my soul, my soul. Why is he doing that? Because he's speaking to his soul. We need to speak to our soul sometimes, like to get it in order. And the first step to a healthy soul is learning to speak to God. And we're talking about prayer, right? Mm-hmm. So when faced with impossible situations, Daniel knew and spoke to God. And so I want to back up a little bit to give you some context. Daniel 2, 5 through 6, in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, he had these dreams. And maybe you've heard about King Neb mm-hmm. and his dreams mm-hmm. and all of this. But even before that, because I feel like some people listening and even people here in the studio are going through things that just are beyond our control. Mm -hmm. It's even hard to even get up Mm -hmm. because it's just, I mean, the weight of it is so heavy. And so Daniel at 15, he was part of the nobility the Bible talks about. He was one of the beautiful people, Mm -hmm. young, handsome, had every aptitude for learning. And so when King Nebuchadnezzar came in and took over and just completely besieged that whole area, He asked his guards to collect the the, the bright, talented, good-looking, strong, smart men. Mm-hmm. Everything else was killed. Homes were get put to rubble. Mm. People were just... So Daniel loses everything precious to him. Mm. His family, his home, his life, his language, and he is taken off to Babylon, okay, at 15. In one year, he's so sharp. At one year, he actually learns the language. Mm. So as he's been there now, he's been there a couple years, three years actually into the reign, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And this is Daniel 2, 5 through 6. Read this, you guys, when you get home. Or if you have the Bible app, just hit play and listen to this. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, his mind was troubled and he couldn't sleep. So the king summoned all the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I've had a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. The astrologers answered the king, may the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we'll interpret it. 
the king wasn't an idiot. Hmm. He was a maniacal king, but he goes, the king replied to the astrologers, this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your house is turned into piles of rubble. Hmm. Ouch. Yeah. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Once more, they replied, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will interpret it. Hmm. King Nebuchadnezzar was no dummy. Okay. He had not gotten to where he was by being a trusting soul at all. And being the brutal, paranoid, maniacal ruler he was, he did not want to be the victim of made up lies, which he rightly suspected was coming from his little wannabe wise men, right? Mm-hmm. So this guy, if we, we're going to pop down at 2, 8 through 13. Then the king answered, I am certain that you are trying to gain time mm-hmm. because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. Mm-hmm. Firmly decided yeah, was a big right, word back right. then. Can you imagine mom just saying, I firmly decided for you to take out the trash? <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't, I'll cut you into pieces. No. Um, And he says, if you do not tell me the dream, there's only one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. Mm -hmm. So then tell me the dream and I will know that you can interpret it for me. The astrologers answered the Mm -hmm. king. There is no one on earth who could do what the king asks. Mm -hmm. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they don't live among humans. Mm -hmm. This made the king, verse 12, Mm -hmm. so angry and furious that he ordered the execution (laughs) of all the wise men of Babylon. Right? Right? So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. So you can only imagine, right? Mm. Daniel and his friends were so surprised. Mm. They're like, wait, 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 wait. They were woken up in the middle of the night by Arioch, who was the king's guard, and were led away to be beheaded. And um, I'm sure Daniel and company were not happy about this, right? Can you imagine (laughs) being informed that they're, they were going to be beheaded because these right. wise idiots, these, you know, were infuriating the temperamental king. Right. The Bible tells us that Daniel was able to persuade the king to give him time to interpret the dream. How that mm, happened, the Bible yeah, exactly. did not say, right? It didn't say. But God once again shows favor mm-hmm. on Daniel. There's so many times in the Bible, in the book of Daniel, when you guys read this, read this chapter this this week, today, if you can, about even when he first got there and they wanted to give him the king's meat mm-hmm. and he, he, wouldn't. he wouldn't. And the guard, he said, the king will have my head if you guys don't eat this. He goes, just give us vegetable and water. I mean, right. Daniel was constantly obeying God mm-hmm. and God's favor was on him. Right. And it makes me think a little bit about our country. You know, when everyone loves the verse that says, you know, Lord, bless our land, bless our land. Mm. We're praying for God to bless our land. But you're forgetting the beginning of the verse. If you turn from your wicked Wicked ways, ways. I will hear your cry and heal your land. We just like the God heal the land part. Exactly. It's like me on a diet. Like, you know, can I just be thin? I don't want to do the thing in between. So you can only imagine he gets this favor and he gets this extension. Now, most people would have been like, okay, let's gather some people, 
and come up with a concoction that we can tell the king Mm -hmm. and get these other wise people before everyone's dead. But that's not what he did. And this is what we need to be doing, I believe, right now in our communities, in our places in this world, in our country, in Mm -hmm. our states. We need to gather our community. Mm like-minded, equally yoked, wherever two or three are gathered, God says, I am with you. And in Daniel 2, 17 through 18, then Daniel returned to his house. He explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them, urged them. He didn't go, let's get all of our stuff and jam. We got to get out of here. We're going to be beheaded tomorrow. No, he pled for mercy from God. When's the last time any of you listening, I'm including myself, begged for mercy from God? I take my salvation so for granted, begged for mercy from God, the God of heaven concerning this mystery. There are mysteries going on right now, 2020, huge mm-hmm. mysteries, mm-hmm. pandemics, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. We, the election, people are so concerned about all of these things happening on earth right now, and yet they're not concerned that they're, if they're going to hell. And tomorrow is not promised. That's right. Anyone. So he urged them and pled for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mysteries so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men from Babylon. This is what's crazy. In Daniel 2, 17 through 18, he didn't try to have like these end of the world pleasures. I see it so much on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, the country's going to hell in a handbag if you mm-hmm. think that your guy didn't get in or did get in or your girl got in or didn't. It's, it's, it's hilarious to me. And God's like, will you please go back to the truth? Go back to the book, mm-hmm. the word of God, the living, breathed word of God that's going to give you life. No, this was an all-nighter. This wasn't a good food, good meat, good Lord, let's eat kind of prayer session. <laughs> they gathered together and it was a prayer marathon. And I feel like even maybe some people listening, um, ourselves here in the splash zone included, please know I'm speaking to myself as much as to you in my conviction from the Holy Spirit is that who did an all-nighter about our country? Who's done it? Gathered everyone in all night. I'm not talking about cute little prayer meeting. And I'm not saying cute little prayer meetings aren't heard by God. Where then you had your dinner and you broke bread and you had dessert and everyone brought food. And, and you know, you prayed for the 20 minutes and then for two hours, you guys all talked about how upset you are about the election and this and that and your neighbor and your friend and the pastor. How could he say something? How could you say something? How come they didn't say something? Who's not doing this? No, these guys knew there was only one hero of this story. Mm-hmm. And if it was their expiration date, it was going to be their expiration date. But they were going to go straight up above the king of kings, the God who knows how many hairs are on the heads of our presidents, of our kings, of our queens, of every issue in our life. And Daniel's response was to speak to God. And what was crazy to me was Daniel's response after that all night prayer session, because God did reveal the dream to Daniel. And it's, it's crystal clear in the Bible, but this is how weak my faith is. And when I read this, buddy, I was very convicted. Um, Daniel immediately, immediately that morning after that all nighter started praising God's name for Mm. revealing the dream. Mm. I wouldn't have done that. I would not have done that. Do you know why? I'm just going to say, why? (laughs) 
<laughs> Barbara's all sucked in here. Um, no, because I'd be like, no, I got to go to King Neb first and make sure. Did I hear it right from God? Why am I celebrating? Uh, uh, what if I got it wrong? What oh, if doubting that's, yourself. Doubting myself, yeah. 100%. Right. I do it all the time. Yeah. God's yeah. speaking to you right now. He's right. speaking to me right now, and I miss it because mm-hmm. I, 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 I confuse it away or think, oh, no, I probably didn't hear that right. Shh, don't, right. Say, don't say anything. Right. Don't look dumb, Shalene. God didn't speak to you. Just shh. And so I, I feel like there's times, and yet Daniel, because he had the full, full confidence mm-hmm. in, in that the Lord is going to win either way. If I'm beheaded, I go to heaven. If I if he interprets the dream, then the Lord lets me witness to King Neb. Whatever it is, God, blessed be the name of the Lord. So he's celebrating, and I'm like, easy, cheesy, like Daniel, don't you want to go first? But what he does next to King Neb blows my mind. It blows my mind. So they take him right before the king. They're like, yep, we found the guy. Daniel can interpret your dream. King comes out. I want to be sure I read this right from scripture. Yeah, so 2, 19 through 23. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. This is for someone right now. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. Come on. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. What's the verse again? Daniel 2, 19, 2, 19 through 23. Okay. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked for. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Mm. But I'm just... I'm just like realizing That's how so scripture good. speaks a now yeah, word right now to wow. us who just need a need a little bit of victory in our hearts, right? Yep, yep. Uh, about just the state of our, our unity of our country. Mm-hmm. It's like he changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Are we discerning? Are we seeking wisdom? Where are we going for that? Mm-hmm. Who are we listening to? The news? That's right. The 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 your social media, your neighbor, your friend. Like, no, God says, I'm the only one that gives this. Come to me. Come to me. I love you as much as I love Daniel. Then Daniel returned to his house. And when he had explained all this and they prayed, the Lord revealed it. And then he was now going to go before King Nebuchadnezzar. So then I'm going to jump now to Daniel 2, 24. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon and said to him, do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king and I will interpret his dream for him. Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles of Judah who can tell the king what his dream means. The king asked Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, are you able, so the king is now talking, he's in the presence of the king here, right? right? Are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? So if I'm Daniel... And I'm this maniacal king is like, I'm going to cut people into pieces. Mm-hmm. These guys have all tried to, you know, trick me, mm-hmm. these astrologers, magicians, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yes, yes, I can. That's not what Daniel says. 
This is Daniel's first words to the king, buddy. You're gonna, you're just gonna crack up. <laughs> Daniel said, "No, wait, Daniel, <laughs> Doc, <laughs> the guy's gonna take you out." This is how. Daniel's posture was, mm. I think we're so eager to get credit for things, mm-hmm. to think we hear from God. I'm afraid to even say that. I mean, I, I, I'm yeah, so tired. Oh, the Lord told me yeah, I can't no, I join don't. you on this. No, he didn't. Stop mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Stop that. Okay. Because when you hear from God, you act on it. It's not for your glory, right? It's right. not for you to say. I'm not saying there's not prophets. There's not people who can predict things. But like, I have never audibly heard from God. Have you? No. No, I will pray about things. I will go to scripture. I'll try to get my heart in such a place that it has no will of its own in regard to any given matter, like try to get your heart there, and then say, Lord, is this from you? And I'll start taking steps in that direction. But I'm never 100% sure. I'm not. So Daniel said, no, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mysteries he has been asked. That's his opening statement to the king. And then he goes in 28. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you were lying in bed are these. And he goes through and he talks about, you know, the, the head and the, the, the feet of clay and, and what's going to basically happen to the kingdom. But what ends up happening in this moment is unbelievable. You know, he talks about the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver. Um, what's going to happen with his kingdom, be, people coming on war? I'm not going to go into all that. Please read all this. But then King Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> never been seen before, falls Then King Nebuchadnezzar, this is 46, Daniel 2, 46. The King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods Mm -hmm. and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery. The king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all its wise men. Hmm. You know, when we do a baseline check of our soul, we're able to not only speak to God, but then we can hear God Mm -hmm. and trust what he's saying through the word of God. That's where he speaks to us, right? right? Right. And so it, it was just... So encouraging to me to get back into this and to identify the what important- our ba- and what our baseline is. What it Where is. is what is right. Everybody needs to ask themselves, mm-hmm. what is your baseline? Yeah, of your soul. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we'll take a baseline of our bottom line with our finances oh, yeah. and all these yeah. things. It's like it's got it. We got to take it of our soul so that the King of the Universe can reveal the next steps. Because He's ready to place you into positions and authorities and before kings and queens. I mean, I look at the things that that Kirk did during this election time again. Mm-hmm. He did it four years ago. Kirk is. Um, Barbara's son, Kirk Cameron, if you guys don't know, getting the vote out right. and 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 bringing Christians together, together yeah. to say, you know, one voice, one vote, like, please get out and vote, whatever right. that vote is. Right. You live in a free country where men and women, are their lives are on the line to provide you the freedom and the democracy to be able to 
vote. To vote. Mm-hmm. And that that needs to always stay, you know? <laughs> I don't want to see that taken from anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the right. And it's our job to examine our lives in such an honest way. Mm-hmm. And for some people that might be journaling, some people might be going for a hike, working out. Um, maybe um, for me, I, I, I'm more of a talker, communicate my thoughts out like I'm doing right now. That's why sometimes I don't have a filter, um, which isn't good, <laughs> so that I can hear what it sounds like and go, mm-hmm. Shalene, that doesn't sound good. Ew, you're not that girl. And I'm like, ew, I'm not, you know? For me, when I audibly hear things, I, I vent sometimes my my anger or lament like mm-hmm. David did. You know, mm-hmm. I like lament mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? You act like there's no God who's mm-hmm. in full control, who's in charge of all things, knows before you rise and before you sit, knows how many hairs are on your head. And some of us need to get right with God. Mm-hmm. And because the most important relationship the, the biggest vote you need to cast That's today right. is right. in the Lord Jesus Christ and to make him Lord of your life. And when Jesus hung on that cross, and we're about ready to get celebrate the birth of that son, right? The best gift of all, the birth mm-hmm. of Jesus at Christmas time, he was sacrificing his life so that you and I could be forgiven of our mm-hmm. faults. You know, I say this a lot, but I'm not arrogantly a Christian. I suck and need a savior. And I'm sure somebody out there is going, amen, that's listening. Because we do, we fall short. And people are going to make mistakes. And there's going to be people that you disagree with. But that doesn't mean that you get to lose your mind over it. Mm -hmm. Satan would love for us to lose our mind. And I just want to encourage and praise and and pray for the church to just step up right now for our country to show an accurate picture of Christ. Because I want to share a story in ending um, about George Wilson and James Porter. In 1829, two men, Wilson and Porter, they robbed the United States mail. (laughs) Isn't that funny? I was doing this show before we had all this mail conflict all of a sudden. Um, They were both caught. And they were tried in federal court. And in May of 1830, both men were convicted of aggravated robbery of the mail. Mm. And they were sentenced to execution. And back then, it was by hanging. Mm. And they were going to carry it out on July 2nd, 1830. Porter was actually executed. He was hung. But George Wilson was not. He, you know, George had connections. He had influential friends um, who actually went to the president of the United States back then was Andrew Jackson and asked for a pardon Mm -hmm. on Wilson's behalf. So his friends go into the president. And on June 14th, two weeks before he's supposed to be executed, President Jackson issued this pardon on his life. And you're like, wow, Hmm. wow. Um, Poor Porter, right? (laughs) Um, But buddy, you're going to freak out when I tell you this. George Wilson, listen, everybody. Refuse the pardon. What? What an idiot. What? Okay, wait, his friend, oh can you God. imagine being his friend? No. Like, dude, I just went before the president <laughs> of the United States for you. You got a pardon. Did you not see Porter hung by the neck? Right. Right? And I get this pardon on your life, and he goes, he refused it. And this is what he stated. He had nothing to say, this is a quote, and did not wish, and did not wish in any manner to accept the pardon. And wow. you're like, you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just want to scream at the top of your lungs. Like, you're an idiot, right. George Wilson. What was he thinking? I don't know, but guess this. The United States government prosecutor mm-hmm. said, how could anyone refuse a pardon for a death sentence? This man's a fool. So 
the government was so blown away that someone would not accept this presidential pardon Mm -hmm. that the U.S. government, buddy, listen to this, sued Wilson. They sued him, (laughs) claiming he was obligated. You are obligated, George, to to accept the the pardon, (laughs) idiot. You're not to die. You're going to accept this pardon. Okay. The case ended up going all the way to the United States Supreme Supreme Court. Court. (laughs) Hello, Amy Cody Barrett. Like, it's so weird that all this is happening in our time. This is in 1833, okay? So I'm not talking about 2020. It goes all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they considered the Chief Justice John Marshall wrote, listen to this, lean in, everybody, a pardon is not completed without acceptance. It's the official policy of the United States that a pardon is not good if it's not accepted. You see, George Wilson committed a crime. He was tried. He was found guilty. He was sentenced for execution, but he was granted a full pardon by the president of the United States of America. But when he chose to refuse the pardon, he chose to die. Wow. And I remember going, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. (laughs) You're an idiot. Like, just like you're an idiot, right? Well, I have news for everybody listening. Every person, every person listening has been issued a death sentence. Every person. That's right. 10 out of 10 people die. That's right. You know how I know? Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. Ezekiel 18.4, the soul that sins shall die. Mm Mm-hmm. But the most amazing promise of God is that you have been offered a pardon. pardon. Yeah. Wow. But it has to be accepted. That's right. God did not make you a robot. First John 1 9 says, we have to accept this pardon. If we confess our sins, he is faithful, he is faithful and, and just. just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that you have done. There is no shame on your life. There is no sin you've committed. And for those of you who are like, what's sin? It's things that separate you from God. Mm-hmm. Have you lied? Have you ever cheated? Have right, you ever it's stolen? It's a tech man. Have you, have, you, have you taken something that wasn't yours? Even an answer on a test in high school. I'm so guilty of that. The sad thing is some of these people that are listening right now that were just going, George Wilson's an idiot. Your pride is preventing you. Right mm-hmm. now from accepting this pardon. Mm. And you've been fighting God. You've been resisting the call in your life. You've been wanting to be in control. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if this time right now with election shows, no one's in control. No. Everyone's out of control. That's right. He took the penalty, Jesus. God sent his only son and took the penalty of death so that you and I could have a relationship with God and live with him forever. So Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in him and will dine with him and he with me. He is standing at the door right now and you get to decide. You get to decide mm-hmm. if you're going to invite him in. You don't need to go to church to do this. You don't need to have have someone. I mean, I hope you share it with someone. Let Barbara and I know right away. We would love to send you a Bible if you need it or whatever. But this is the most... It's so easy to get distracted by things that don't matter. Right. As important as the position is, yeah. the President of the United States of America, it's not as important as this pardon on your life. That's right. And my prayer is that 
you this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, this COVID season, you will recognize that your life is a vapor. We're all exiting. Some of you have probably experienced death more this year than ever within depression and people taking their lives. Suicide is higher than ever. Cancer has been affecting people because people can't get into the hospital. It's not just COVID. And I pray that you will ask the king of the universe to reveal himself to you. He wants a humble heart. He will elevate the humble. He will suppress the proud and hang them just like George Wilson. So I encourage you with Barb and I right now to check a baseline check of our soul. Speak to your Savior. He's there. He created you. Whether you feel you have a relationship with him or not, he didn't move, friends. You did. So speak to your Savior right now. Own God's promises that he has on your life, just like the promises he had for Daniel. Unify the believers. Gather with someone, somebody, and and, and come together before the Lord. Pull an all-nighter if you need to. Your soul is on the line. And then allow the Lord to be the Lord of your life. Soul, speak, own, unify, Lord. Psalm 62, 5 through 8 that I started with says, Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. And I can't wait to see you and your beautiful soul um, on our next episode. So stay in touch, drop us a line and let us know um, if you just made a decision to make God the Lord of your life. Mm, Barbara and I would love to get you a Bible. We would love to hear your story and possibly even bring you on our show next year here, right here on the Splash Zone. Mm. So until we see you again, keep splashing, splashing on people's soul with love, (laughs) laughter and encouragement. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.